Hi, welcome to the new season of The Brady Bunch. Coming at you from Studio 3C7, home of the Pussycat Dolls reunion tour, The Pillow Fight Chronicles. Zoom performance schedules coming soon. But before that, we are joined by a fantastic pair of meme-loving, any-laced individuals from the homes of Auto Alchemy and INFX TV. We got Jeffrey and Hillary in the house. <laughs> Damn, Thank you so much going. for joining us. Yeah, Welcome to the studio. <laughs> I don't even know Ooh, where to cue it. the intro in this. Like, at what point should the intro like, start? Like, does it pop in? Yeah. Yeah. yeah just, just... <laughs> wow. Nate, did you practice that? I'm actually really... I wrote it. <laughs> okay, in that I case. practice, in my opinion. I never yeah. write anything. That's like 10 out of 10 yeah. in my book. Yeah, because yes. yeah, I started thinking, so I'm like, what the hell do we call this? And I'm like, I have no idea. So we're just going to go with it Great anyway. Pussycat doll pillow fight. A lot of yeah. things happened. Like, Three different things going on. <laughs> yeah, it kind of, I'm overwhelmed, you know. Also, I'm really glad because right now we don't have any limits on this Zoom meeting, and I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. I feel like we can just naturally, I don't know, I'm like, there's no time slots to worry about in this case. Right. It was pretty panicky. I felt like during my last collaboration with you guys, like we were really struggling to get it in before the. We were like, we have two minutes left, two minutes left. Yeah, outro yeah. time. We were trying not to show it. That was so <laughs> stressful to reach at the end. Yo, it's a I natural need- transition yeah. out of this. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was great. So now we're going to film for seven hours. So. Yeah. <laughs> you laugh now, but you won't be laughing in six and hours. We will get lost into this. Video. So. Right now, we are joined with double the ENTP. However, right. my psychic cousin, the INFP, oh, is present cousin. in this house today, and I'm pretty excited for that. So the idea was literally brought up right after our collab, Jeffrey, where we talked about how would it work out if me and Hillary were defining the functions in our own words mm-hmm. <laughs> and would- seeing how you guys react in real yeah. time. <laughs> I'm yeah. Just, yeah, because like, because like, it came up because originally you said it was interesting hearing me and Jeffrey talk about uh, FI because it helps you with your understanding of FI. So I was like, right. okay, well, maybe if you guys describe TI, it would help us with our understanding of TI. Why are you laughing already, no. Nate? <laughs> How to describe it? Well, anyway, Nate was like, that is a terrible idea. So now we're doing it. <laughs> awesome. Oh, this is going to go crazy. And as your resident yeah. Spaniard in the house, I mean, what? let's make it happen. Um, so Hillary, how would you define, let's start, well, let's start before, we'll get to TI last. Like, let's make it like a save oh, the best for oh last. Oh my God. How so would you define, yeah, we're going to define them all. How do you define, let's start with that perception. How about NI? Use mm. as many metaphors, go as wild as you can. You're in a realm of just any people, so you're cool. I, I feel like I move around and I disappear. Like, inch. <laughs> I thought you were like, the 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 ball, like, but you meant like you like disappear from the video. <laughs> Literally. And <laughs> I, I feel like. Oh, geez. Okay, so I, I've talked about NI being a self fulfilling prophecy before. Yes. Yes, you and, have. I called it the reverse water droplet. Oh, shit. Yeah, because it's like, you, you know how when you, you drop something and it ripples, but when you do it in reverse, they go... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you zoom out into the universe and you see it as a speck of dust. I don't know. It's They're wild. They're kooky. 
It is. I mean, they're like doing this motion over and over, like the yeah. gathering, right? But down to like a particular little nice thing. There's always that question of, so what is it really? And then they always keep going on and on and on about what is it really? You know, like, well, what is it could be? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I feel like if I'm talking to someone with NI, I can feel an agenda. I can feel mm-hmm. the endpoint that they like want to get to. <laughs> there <we go. laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah no you were one yeah no you're on the point with that at least in a way i kind of see it as comforting because at least i know like i can be assured that there is a thought process behind it because if there wasn't they'd just tell me you know because yeah. they're not really the type to just play things out yeah right there is something weirdly grounding about it where it's like mm. they are so sure of it in a way. I think that's it. It's like they believe it so much or they see it so firmly that I'm like, it's also fun to like poke at for me because it like it's not going to move around. And so I can like come at it from all these different ways. <laughs> last mm. night I, I think it's was less awake. fun for them. <laughs> well, there's a the thing. Like last night I was awake and I ended up reading INFJs and I was just like, they're usually. V- not thinking about what's in front of them and when they are hyper focused they'd be staring at the wall a lot because <laughs> oh they're like what's your opinion on INFJs I'm like wow it's past midnight I'm really shameless today <laughs> it's not gonna turn out well so yeah reverse water droplet but also half blind <laughs> that makes sense. you got one eye into your mind's eye but then it kind of shuts you off from the rest of the world Yeah, I think that kind of goes with, like, the self-fulfilling prophecy thing of, like, they can, it becomes just only whatever they wanted to see. Like, whatever that their conclusion was in their mind already, they're just going to find whatever pathway will validate that. There we go. Right? So that kind of closes it. All right. How about, or how about FE? Let's, let's rip on FE. (laughs) I really like FE. I think it's a really nice compliment with FI, actually. No, I agree. I do agree with that because it does it does make sense. I've having had FE in my life been told towards me has definitely changed how I've perceived a lot of my relationships. A lot of the times, like I could, I could have fixed so many relationships if I just used FE more. Yeah, dude, just like fucking say about how you're feeling. Yeah, I just like, be honest about it and just like, be done with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Although I did find it like a waste of time sometimes. Because it's, there's always that weird concept of FE. And JC, you've had situations with FE doms too, where they're like going on and on and on. And I feel like get to the point. Like we get it. We're on the same page already. <laughs> <laughs> like we right, respect like it. Come on. Actually fleeting and like needs this amount of attention. Like things change so rapidly. I think that it's like, well, gosh, what do I actually really need to say? Mm-hmm. If I were to compare it to something, what do you guys think? Compare FE to something. Oh, man. I don't know. Uh, it's very, it's very warm to me. Okay, so I can, I can provide a metaphor, but it's not just FE alone. But I, you know, I've, I've dated an INFJ in the past. And there's something about like third slot FE, uh, second slot FE, and it's almost like a hall of mirrors. And it's like, 
I'm trying to anticipate your needs, or you're trying to anticipate me anticipating your needs. And now we're no longer communicating because everything's getting lost in this reflection that goes on infinitely. And so I, that's what I've seen. It's like the connection mm, is kind of lost. Sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, that <laughs> does. Like, I don't want that. Terrible fun house. <laughs> hard, ha- have hard pass, please. <laughs> I, think nope. stuff, I mean, you can get into patterns like that around different stuff, too. But that's interesting about the second versus the third. I mean, I kind of like dated two NI users. One was an ENFJ, one was an ESFP. And both of them were like really insecure people. So then I found that their NI, this is an an unhealthy form of NI, but it came across as very like, they would assume that I had certain intentions and they would do everything they can to make sure I had those intentions, even though I did it. But at some point they would like, you know, like they're, they're what let's say they would be like oh you are just uh i don't know like you're just trying to use me for this one thing and like i literally maybe i don't care but like they keep pushing that to the point where i'm like well actually maybe that's the only thing you're useful for you know if that's what you're saying then maybe you're right (laughs) but like i don't know especially with my polar fi i'm like are they right but you know but like the i find that the paranoid ni comes across as very and of course, again, this is just sleeper, like very unhealthy NI, which is the same case. Well, I mean, that you, you gave it the, the, specific, sure, but... the specificity. If you're a paranoid NI, that's where the problem is. At right. least NI could, like, I, I don't know, like, I see, especially if you're an NI dom, intuition shouldn't be scary. <laughs> Like how for any doms so like I us, like it's not just disappear. I know. I live. Gotta take a sip. Hold on. like, it? yeah. It's like bye. It's really this is for leaving the relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, maybe Zoom is more like set to like be able to identify one person at a time for their green. Screen that is thing. so sad. What if I identify as two people in one? <laughs> do you? Clearly, one is taking over right now, and that's it. Clearly, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> All right. Okay. Oh, there okay. she goes. How about TE? Sorry, How do we go? How do we go with TE? Now that we did FE. TE. I like to say TE is a godsend, but TE in higher stack is almost hilarious to watch because I feel like the farther your judging functions are from each other the more difficult or the more hilarious you look from the outside perspective, if that makes sense. Because it's like you got ENTJs with baby (laughs) FI and they're like, we know you go home and cry at night. Like we get it, but you won't show it. (laughs) We can see it in your face, but they're not going to admit it, but we get it. And we're not going to call it to your face because they're going to get mad. So whatever. (laughs) Right. Like they might really, really want to let it out, but it has to be like super safe space. Yeah. Also, they're like ENTJs who have the most sweetest little hidden. Okay, they're not called that. They're called hidden like hobbies or like little. Um, I won't say trinkets, but they have secrets that they pride or prize themselves, and then they're like, I don't know, like they could be really into baking and not tell anybody because it's like yeah. a private thing, mm-hmm. and then that's all they do. And it's like, let's say they like to bake with an easy-bake oven. They know it's a guilty pleasure, but because it's baby FI, they want to enjoy it, so they don't tell anybody that they're at home and making like, a rainbow cake, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's easy like bake their oven. thing, their personal thing, and that's it. Yeah. Right. Actually, I do want to hear, like, what all of your relationships with TER since, like, you know, Nate and Hillary, you guys both have it in your valued stack, and Jeffrey and I both have four-dimensional unvalued TEs. I just want to hear, like, 
what it's like, especially from like Hillary, from you. I'm so curious. <laughs> I mean, because Nate has talked about it a lot, and Jeffrey, I'm under the assumption that maybe it's similar. But I, I want to hear all of it. Yeah, but, I would. Yeah, I'd like to see what you have to say. Yeah. <laughs> Hillary. Okay. Well, so this is interesting because I feel like I've been needing to engage my TE lately. Like I'm in the process of applying for jobs right now. And like, I just moved and I just am trying to like, you know, get shit done. So I refer to TE as my TE daddy. Like I need him. Come save me. The best daddy comes from within. And yeah, I was like, I need to really dig down and be my own TE daddy right now. Damn. I mean, Cthulhu is my daddy, but you know, we love it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's daddy. like, but I think I can, um, it really, I feel like when I'm engaged in it, like I become very assertive and I'm like, these are the way, like, this is how we just need to get it done. You like, and I become very good at delegating and I like slip into this weird, like planner extraordinaire kind of role. Is it like yeah. more rigid? You would say like, does it mm -hmm. pair with your SI? Well, do you think I always imagine? Yeah, SI it does. I feel like when I'm oh. using TE, like I'm also Nine out of ten times using my SI. Right. And I wasn't trying to describe SI as rigid. My FE is coming out here. But, oh, my you know, God. Ah. But, but, yeah, whatever. We'll <clears throat> that. Well, no, because I know what you mean, though, because it can come off, like, especially because, like, how FI can view FE sometimes as rigid by being, like, mm -hmm. asserting the, the value of the group, let's say, versus, yeah. like, TE asserting whatever I mean, you need honestly, to do. I mean, honestly, I think it's just that, like, if you don't value that function, you could see any other function as rigid because it's, like, why are you so stuck on that thing that I don't value, but you value, which makes perfect sense. But right. I think even, that, yeah. Yeah. Even something like any, like maybe from an SI downs perspective, it's like, why are you so rigid and your need for constant novelty? Right. Like, why can't you let go uh, of that a little bit and back that's, away? That's, that yeah. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was wonderful. Okay, now that you mentioned SI, I actually want to share something really interesting that I was really telling me. It is very fascinating. <laughs> so I was talking to Megan about it. And shout out to you, girl, because live in life. Um, I said that SI folks, especially high stack, they are very sensitive to reality in a way that they are the reflection of reality and reality is a reflection of them. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Wait, right? continue. I want to hear you. Physical so, everyday reality. Yeah. So like, for example, like day-to-day -day stuff, like why are they so resistant to change sometimes or why are they so difficult? Um, and I mean, when I say that, you know, I'm going to say it cause I don't really care about the TI of it, but so yeah. for S high stack SI, they could be concerned with, you know, a shift in a temperature in a room, for example, or they're concerned with how things are placed because if it doesn't, it messes with their own personal homeostasis. Right. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So in a way, and it's like, I'm using my friend as a parallel. She's an ESFJ. And like for her, her room or her home is you enter the home and you instantly, you get the mood, you get the atmosphere. It's like dawns on you. You could feel it radiating, mm -hmm. but then you also see her, kind of allowing any to come out because that SI comfort is there. I've kind of learned right? that for those with SI as the priority rather than NE, the foundation is what gives birth to creativity. Whereas mm -hmm. for us, it's seeking home. 
like we're like seeking a place to find it, but we'll never find it because we're like lost. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So in a way, they are a reflection of what reality is because (laughs) he's banished. Cat situation. (laughs) Is your cat an S side dog? What what are you guys saying? (laughs) Wait, what's his type? Yeah, an S I dom. I actually think he's, he's a very needy boy. Yeah, I think he's like an ESFJ or an ISFJ. Oh. <laughs> ESFJ. I'll win. <laughs> win. But right? Like, do you guys at least see what, like, you get what I mean, though, around, like, what I mean, like, yeah. when they say it's like a reflection. It's well, It's interesting, Anna. too, of what you say about that, because back when I did a video with Jamie, ISFJ, she, that's not the name of her channel, but it sounded like I was saying, anyway. <laughs> so she, yeah. <laughs> we were talking about like S-I-N-N-E and I told her that like the more that I really dig into S-I and like use its benefits, I, my N-E flourishes even more, which is exactly what you're saying for like an SFJ, but I feel like I do that as well. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I would say for me, my my novelty chasing, and I think this is shared between like JC and Jeffrey because of our inferior SI. Like when we choose to listen at least to how our body functions and like the whispers of the hunger and sleep, it actually benefits our body more, like it benefits our mind more. I found that like when I sleep on time and I get like, let's say, it doesn't have to be on time. Let's just say I got an average of at least seven hours doesn't matter when, but I got that seven hours. There's like a significant difference that comes out as a result by the next day of how my mind feels. Like, you know, you feel more clarity, like whatever, and you could actually take on the world's, the day, let's say the entire day. And, you know, let's say you, instead of like ignoring being hungry or something, you'd be like, you know what? I will eat a cereal right now because I'm feeling a little out of it to like benefit for the next hour or two so I don't like get antsy. Okay, and it's like I, such a small thing, I like but then SI dom like, to the whole thing, which is yeah. like I'm a college student right now, so I I mean right now I'm in break, but like when I'm in school, I don't sleep, I don't eat, I don't do anything <laughs> that is self care. But like I honestly like because I'm inferior SI. <laughs> Um, okay, because I'm in free SI, I find that I can literally even ignore the physical sensations the next day. If I have, like, brain fog, I could literally ignore it where it doesn't bother me at all. Like, mm. even if mm. I feel more tired, I could put that away, <laughs> like, as though it, it doesn't exist because in my mind it doesn't necessarily exist. Right. As well as, like, some way, a way that I describe SI a lot is too, too, is that they are constantly um, reevaluating things that have occurred. So as things happen, right when it's over, they, like, go, cycle through it again and they, like, replay the memories in their head of things that just happened. So I think that's also a big reason why SI sometimes doesn't want to do something new, because if it's a bad experience, they have to process it. But for me as an yes. SI inferior, yeah. if something bad happens and my brain, like I am alone suddenly and my brain starts to process it, I could be like, nah, <laughs> and like go do something else. Like I don't have to process anything, which could also end up with me like not remembering anything that's been happening, which is why I journal so that I could choose which memories to process. But mm. I don't know. I wasn't going anywhere with this necessarily, but I just like, it's an interesting parallel with what Nate was saying also with like the reflection of the environment. Cause I think it's also, it's, like, yeah, go ahead. 
Well, factoring in how SE is the one that's called world rejecting is the well, I mean, socionics they call it world rejecting for the SE axis. I have a reminder. No, me. I don't. <laughs> I'm, hold on, I'm getting a weird reminder moment. It's speaking to me. Oh gosh, it's alive. Um, <laughs> no. Okay. Whew. World rejecting. So. SE, they react to the world, whereas if things do not go their way, they will push it with SE to change mm-hmm. it, right? So right. they're very, like, they're the type of people, like, you see ENFJs being, like, champions for trying to change things and, like, calling up protesting. But then SI, they call it world accepting because they're more into assimilating in themselves into the environment, whether or not it's going to be an easy shift, because I don't think so, especially if you're high-stack SI. But there are also not going to be the type to, like, like, let's say they lost their job, like COVID happened, right? So it's not like they're going to be, oh, I'm suddenly going to be a doctor now and fix everything. They're like, well, COVID happened, I don't have a job. I'm still going to have to take care of my house and I'll find another job that's probably not as good as I wanted it, but it's going right. to get me by. So I have something to play with for the rest of the year. But they don't think in terms of, oh, I'm going to get this done in 10 months and everything's going to be done because they don't got no mm-hmm. NI. Mm-hmm. Right? Can you they don't have that, that like, with like a high stack SE then when COVID happened, what would they do then? Well, they get paranoid. The poor SE. Like, oh my God, because they're inferior. And- <laughs> my friend, the ESTP, is like, I hate Zoom calls. Like, I just want to go out. <laughs> he was, I felt so bad for him. Like, we were chilling over here. I'm like, we can have Zoom call parties. Like, Jack box it up. And he's like, to be mm. real, I don't want to do any of that. <laughs> I just. I am drive. with your ESTP friend. <laughs> I way prefer physical. Right? Just like drive around, do something fun. Yeah, like I miss people. <laughs> I kind of like not having to see anyone. No, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, on one hand, I'm way more productive when I'm like physically in school. Yes, my life revolves around school. But like when I'm physically in school, like, of course, I'm way more productive. But I kind of like that mm-hmm. I don't have to think about <laughs> besides myself sp dom everyone welcome to my channel oh hell yeah okay your spso is that what you said in your last, uh, last video Jason? yeah so is nate what okay you? yeah 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 i think Wait, i have xsso so you're what sxso i think uh and then i don't know much about this aspect of enneagram but i would say probably spso I don't know. Have we talked about this? I th- yeah, I thought you were SPSX. Well, that, yeah, it might be that. No. Just the know. expert or somebody this who's is nice. of an at expert. Because at least the two people case. down there all have SX and we don't. So at least yeah. that's... Nice. I mean, yeah, our SX blindness, I'm sure, is like... We're so accepting of it. We're like, yeah, whatever. Life's great. No, Nate and my... Like, I bet if you read, like, just, like, one little conversation between Nate and me, like, our text conversations, you guys would be like, what in the SX There's line? no SX. Like, there's there's like nothing. It's, it's so okay, well, so then what do you think it would look like yeah, if you had an element of SX in your conversation? So how would we be different if we had SX? Yeah. yeah, totally. Okay. That's a good question. I would be so unstable. <laughs> Wait, explain. <laughs> so SX, it, well, in, in the eye, in the realm, in the lens, in the lens, in the visual 2020 off, optimal optometrist eyes, of an SX blind such as myself. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of view as um, a lot of SX doms as a little bit more unstable because it is governed by the realm of instincts, governed by the realm of magnetism, like 
animalistic urges almost where they're like, I'm attracted to this. Like a lot of the choices are made by does this, am I attracted to it or not? Or like, does this make sense? It's not even in the realm of does it make sense to me? It's like, oh, I like it. Therefore we go for it or something mm-hmm. like that. It's like a magnet. Yeah. yeah. And they almost can't help themselves. But yeah. in a, it's also fascinating for me to watch because as an Essex blind, and I like to say that I view sex from a Petri dish because it's so interesting mm-hmm. to watch people perform the peacocking people performing I thought the- you were about to say some of voyeurism yeah, I, was like, I, know, no, I was no. like I was waiting I was like is this no. people <laughs> being today. Today. <laughs> I was like wait 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 hold up like for Sorry, example the, the realm the game of flirting for example is fascinating because it's so natural to people who do not have that speed or who don't need that speed like come off awkward like they can be very mm-hmm. smooth and confident about approaching others and getting that connection and it can look very, like, while it looks raw, but it looks, like, natural, and if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So for a person like me watching that, it's almost like, huh? Like, this is, it's not weird for you guys. Whereas if you see me with that attempt to even try, like, let's be honest, it's not happening. Yeah. I mean, okay, the thing for me also is if I'm, like, flirting with someone, if I'm, like, interested in someone, it always comes out through an SO sort of connection rather than SX yeah, because was, SO yeah, is more thinking. about hierarchy and networking connections. So if I'm, gonna, if I'm trying to flirt with someone, they probably have something that I can use for my SP, in all honesty, you know, like they have like a connection that I want, right? And I subconsciously am attracted to that through my SO. So because mm-hmm. my SO serves my SP, right? So I'll be making this connection with someone because let's say they're like, I don't know, they're, they're, I'm a junior and they're a senior and they've taken classes that I'm going to take, you know, it's just something maybe yeah. as simple as that. And I might not even consciously know I have this motive, but it's never like a, oh, I just feel this attraction to this person, so I'm going to go for it. It's Even if I oh. feel the attraction, I also need to evaluate it through my SPSO and my TI. Otherwise, I cannot do anything, which is why I end up like not pursuing like anyone. <laughs> Have you been accused of like hanging out with people only because you want something out of them? Well, I at tell the time? Them. I tell them. What do you yeah. mean? I'm like, I'm <laughs> like something we do. I love We're them. like, let's hang out. By the way, can I use your car? Like, it's very... Well, okay. <laughs> the, okay, the thing is, as an SP dom, I, I'm very self-sufficient. So there's not much that I usually even need, need from others. People, yeah. Like, that I don't have. And if, so, if I need something from someone, I always make sure I give them something to trade back. You know, I'm, it's, a biz- I, it's so business. I it is. It. We kind of sound a little psycho, but like you know, like it's like. <laughs> it's, I don't think there's any shame in that. In being like, this is what I want from this. Like, what does it matter if it's like an SP thing versus an XO thing? Right. I mean, the thing that's interesting too is that I think a lot of people do approach relationships in similar ways to both Nate and I as SPSOs, but they word it in a very different way because they approach it very differently in their mind. But like. When I tell someone like, oh, like, oh, all my friends are useful, you know, and then it sounds like, oh, you're using your friends. I'm like, well, they're using me too. And I'm not saying yeah, that's what relationships are. Honestly. Right. But a lot of people are uncomfortable with the connotations that come with the kind of words, which makes sense. It's built into our language. But I don't know. It's just interesting to me that Nate and I have found this very common ground of the way that we approach even our wording and mindset towards this kind of mm. relationship. Why are you making that face? 
I gotta know. Because <laughs> well, I turned it late. Like it literally, yeah. yeah. I once had a moment, I typed it in Discord. I'm like, why can't everybody just base their relationships off of transactions that are simple and like, hey, you scratch my back, I scratch yours, and then you call it a day. And then all the replies were like, ew, gross, how yeah. could you? But I want to pose like a question back to you guys, Hillary and Jeffrey. Do you guys have SX? Like, I'm wondering also, like, because Nate and I are SX blind, do you think that there's like a sort of passion or like connection that we are completely missing out on? Like, are we missing out on something big? <laughs> like, well, I mean, yeah. I think it, I gotta it, know. I, like, I feel like I don't know. Like, if it like really feels so good for you to like have your SP things fulfilled, then I'd say you're fine. Personally, like, how am I to say? Right. Because okay, very, so to like, reverse it, like. <laughs> If it were if it were me wondering, am I missing out on SP things? I mean, probably not. Like maybe I'm not getting the same joy that you guys do out of SP things, but I don't need that because I'm getting fulfilled in these other ways. There we go. I also like a okay. dynamic system, right? Yeah, but so, I, yeah, I don't know. Nate and I also say like the only times that we ever tap into our blind function is once our first two are satisfied already. So like once our SP and SO needs are like fulfilled for that moment at least, then we can tap into our SX if we have this attraction. Oh. We can go for it. Do you? Yeah, it's almost like waiting for permission even to like I let ourselves enjoy. You don't get that with your SP ever or anything. No. Okay. I don't think so. No. And see, I feel like I can't even fully answer because Shit, no, I'm, I'm, really I'm so out of it. like the loop on this particular <laughs> language. But from what I, yeah, I mean, from what I can tell, I don't think maybe there's like a degree to which I feel like, first of all, I need to have like my self-oriented needs taken care of. And then I guess it's fair to say that SX is more like one-on-one mm-hmm. intimate kind of, yeah. And then like, I get that. And then maybe I guess I become more concerned about like, Oh, playing the game and having like the hierarchical ladder climbing. But I, I, I mean, there is a part of me that is drawn to that, but I think it is maybe like the last thing I would turn to. Well, social blinds, another interesting blind spot that we actually don't even discuss as often. Like the, <laughs> I remember I the was SO blind, Nate. I don't even know. I honestly don't know if I'm, I don't know my second. Well, a lot of social blinds, um, they congregate a lot of um, the introverted, not sorry, maybe that's the wrong choice of words. They congregate in places where people don't care about reputation, people where people don't care about um, how many people you know or who are the people that you know. Mm-hmm. They don't care about the kind of stuff. To them, if a celebrity walked down the street, they're like, you're just another human being to me. Okay, I feel that's, that way. That's very level of social blind in a sense like you know let's say if a famous celebrity walked into your room and be like hey can you do me can you get something for me the instant vibe isn't to be like instantly know where you stand with them (laughs) it was to be like oh okay i'll pass you a water like you're just a human you just a meat bag you breathe like it doesn't matter yeah okay i really relate people with yeah more so (laughs) then we're like trying to measure like it's it's kind of similar to SX in that like you're kind of trying to measure relational distance, but it's it's in a different way because SX is more instantaneous, SO is more ongoing. Yeah, um, and S, a lot of the descriptions for SX actually are belonging in SO. Right, like connections they're, they're is actually very social rather than SX even. Um, social is like the community belonging, like the feeling that you want to belong somewhere. The well, the, the of, dissonance between yeah. like reading actual like theory and literature on like instincts versus like 
the stuff that people come up with just like in blogs and stuff, which are really interesting and insightful, but like a lot of times they're like fundamentally wrong. And I don't want to just throw that around. And I don't like, I'm not going to quote any specific ones, obviously, but like, you know, like there's somewhere it's just like, they, like, I, I actually thought I was an SX Dom at first when I first started reading up on Enneagram, because I didn't go to the books. I went to like blogs because mm-hmm. they're more accessible. And it was just like, SX Doms are intense when they want something. And I was like, Oh, that's me. But like, I'm intense when I want something for my SP. For your SP thing. Yeah, yeah not for, for sure. SX. Like, you know, and it was like, oh, I could be intense with people. I'm like, but only when I want mm. something from Right. Me. Yeah, that's something, that's something that's like really personally infuriating to me, I guess, about <laughs> typology in general. It's mm-hmm. like maybe one person reads a book, they pluck out something, but that thing that they're plucking out is getting filtered through the prism of their own yeah, psyche. Yeah, their own little experience. And then mm-hmm. they shit that out onto a blog. Yeah. And then Make that, it like, perpetuates itself. And then the same process happens right. again and again. Well, I mean, people, I used to think I was SX, too. Blogs, and then they write something from that. So it's like, you know, primary yeah. literature, second, tertiary, etc. But, yeah. like, okay, Nate and I talk about this, too. It's like, it's fine to share your thoughts and your experiences and all these types, but you can't act as though you're an authority if you haven't read any theory. Right. Like, it's, like you haven't read the foundation. If it's, if it's your own system, you can do that because there is the theory. You're, you're, you're the theory. But if it's not your system, as for respect for the system and theory, you should actually read a little read bit. Read it before you least, rip it. At right? least a little <laughs> bit, you know, like just a little bit. And like, yeah. this is like my consume coming out. I'm like, it's it's funny because well i'll share my experience like i used to think i was an sx7 because it was described as the adrenaline seeking action-oriented risk-taking seven and i was like oh i would love to bungee jump like i'm very big on putting myself out there like i want a canoe i'm doing all that kind of stuff i do the roller coaster gigs so people like assume that oh this guy is like an adrenaline junkie because the truth is I am but it's actually not SX at all nor in the lens of a sexual seven which is the realm is more in the mind like for them it's the reformation and everything is very mental and it's very Mm. they're in love with love is the kind of what a sexual seven looks like they are very like oh I would want to be with this person and they idealize it and blah 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 and cat Shout out to Kat if she's listening. She was like, for an ENFP who's always telling people the shop is closed, how are you an SX dom? And I was like, oh, that's right. <laughs> I'm like, I always like put up a sign on me like, nope, nobody, sorry, bye. Like, I'm always bye. quick to like, because I am busy right. trying to do the race car moment. I don't have time to like showcase myself to other people and need the whole yeah. thing. You're, I, I feel like this is making me... This is actually how I realized I was an excess dom is like, if you're presented with an activity of each three things, which one will you choose like over and over or at least more often? And it's mm-hmm. like, I always want to put my SP things first, mm-hmm. but I don't. I'd like, like, if oh, I'm given a choice, nice. if I say I'm going to do this thing and it's an SP thing, and it's just for me and blah, blah, blah. And then someone comes to me and is like, Oh, hey, well, do you want to go like grab a drink? Right. I'm like, yes. Right. Oh my God. I, I'm abandoning whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. I think that's totally a, a good way of looking at it. And I think that applies to just any like kind of preference set dichotomy. Yeah. Like, what are you willing to abandon? Like, you I might, mean, it's, like, it's not- I might be like, oh man, the SI stuff is so cool. Like, I would love to be so great at this. But damn, I gotta do this. <laughs> right, right. Danny is way too tempting. Right. You know, it takes you off track. 
that's true. I think a lot of people view these dichotomies also as like it's either this or that. But it's like no. it's not like especially like this this one was an interesting one. Like the most common mistype I get, which I don't get mistyped often, but the most common one is ENTJ, which is really funny because my N N E is so obvious. But they say ENTJ because I'm a three and I actually like mm. I actually follow through. Yeah, yeah, so I actually do stuff, um, unlike some more stereotypical ENTPs, right? So, like, but then it's, like, just because I tap into my TE, like, quote-unquote, well, doesn't mean that I value it. It's, I have four-dimensional TE. It's just, like, unvalued. I prefer my NE, TI, you know, et cetera, over TE, but, like, I will use my TE to do stuff, but it doesn't mean that I'm an ENTJ <laughs> suddenly. Right. Which would you just see me try to engage with the FE and people start calling me an ESFJ. It's like, wow, you're so good at facilitating conversation. Yeah. And I'm like, honestly, I could destroy this room if I wanted it. Because like, <laughs> I don't care about yeah. the FE. Right. People are like, oh, you're like, an oh, ESFJ. Any two can seem like very like facilitative. Any can look like FE sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, by the definition of, um, or going on the, the system of socio with this, like with how I am with, like, allowing people to be their authentic self and letting them be blah, blah, blah. I'm like, great, yeah. But at the end of the day, none of those things I care about. Like, you could choose whether you want to show me who you are or not. That's not my concern. Mm-hmm. My concern is what I want out of you. Like, it's as honest as I can go okay. with that. And if it means playing with my effie to make get a reaction out of you just to get that, what I want, then so be it. So people, like, mistake that when I'm being that effie self. It's like, oh, this guy's being all charismatic and letting us be ourselves. And I'm like, yeah, but there's a motive. I'm being What's honest your motive? Or does it change depending on the person? It, it shifts. It absolutely shifts. With creative FI, it really depends on the person that I'm mm. interacting with. It's in the group setting, it's actually harder for me because um, I have to take into account every individual's unique preferences and that can yes. be stressful. <laughs> yeah, I get like, that. You're like, you like this, but you like that. But you, and you know, I don't actually have the FE consciously to just be like, no, we're going to decide on this. I want to consider everybody's. So it's already going to be ridiculous. Okay, okay. This is something <laughs> interesting. I want to hear what you two have to say about this. So Nate texted me once about like FI versus FE in like a group setting, right? So let's say us four, we want to go out to eat, right? Oh, like, God, yes, And then like, I'm like, you know, I, I, I don't know, I want to go eat some, you know, Korean barbecue. I'm vegetarian. Mm-hmm. But besides that, like, you know, I want to eat some Korean barbecue, Ooh, you know? And then Nate is like, you know, Nate is an FI, high FI user, and he's like, well, for me to be honest and be my most authentic self right now, I'm going to tell you, I actually want to go to Taco Bell, right? And it's like, okay, so then at that point, do we listen to the person who's being their most authentic self by taking away all of our choices, which was not Taco Bell, and following him? Or do we yeah. meet the group decision? Or do we tell him to go alone? Like, what, what happens at that point? Because uh... Nate was being honest with his feelings. Ooh, I know right. how I would solve it. I think I think mm-hmm. I have some inklings as to what I would do. Um, Wonderful. Yeah, maybe they will be. So for me, I guess I would want to hear like what was his second most authentic choice, his third. Like I, I would still try to seek some kind of like optimal arrangement that would make everybody happy, but maybe I would try to like use the person who's being the sticking point as like the thing to bounce off of. Like, okay, well let, let's like move down your hierarchy of preferences 
like, okay, is there anything here at level two that would be acceptable for everyone? Is there anything at level three? If not, and then, I mean, I used to be like two or three levels. I really suck it off. Uh, <laughs> I, I really do hate it when people get like so fixated on like my way or the highway. Yeah, it can. Yeah. Mm. To me, it's like a stick in the mud too. Just like, yeah. Right, nobody saying wants of, to. Like, yeah, for me, yeah, I have Dom FI, but I'm like, if I'm in a group setting and I'm the only one that doesn't want what everyone does, like, too bad. Find something on the menu. Like, it doesn't matter. You're mm-hmm. here, like, with your group, and that's the main fo- focus. But if I had to come up with some kind of solution, it would be, like, okay, everybody, like, has the place that they want to go. And then some, somehow you randomly generate a number, like one through 10, and then you go through and you point to everybody, wherever it lands on, whatever your number was, that's where you're going. Mm. Wow. So you guys all go based on like one person? Based on, yeah. So whatever that person Ooh, that's wanted, that's where you end up. And it's just, you're, this random number is deciding it. Mm. That's what I would do. Yeah, I guess I was assuming in the scenario, though, that, like, the person who's being stubborn just wouldn't play ball, right? Oh, interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I, assuming that I'm the stubborn one in this situation. I mean, I mean Nate, Nate, Nate is like, yo, if we don't go to Taco Bell, I'm going to, like, go back to wherever you're from, Latin America. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. I know a lot of folks with um, a lot of really strong masculine <laughs> FI. And, like, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Repeat your sentence, because I'm going to cut that, because I don't want to... <laughs> Go ahead. Just go ahead. My so, is like. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Let me repeat it. So I know a lot of, I have quite a few friends as well who are of masculine FI. So mm-hmm. while they won't voice out that as much as I would probably be like, oh, but I'm craving this, but I'm okay with taking anything. They will not tell you what they want, but they will not order at the restaurant you went to. Oh. They will go to the one next to it or they would oh. order it on their own time. Oh, that, and they would that bring makes it into the so restaurant. angry. It's so passive aggressive. <laughs> I'm like, if you don't want to eat here, say Actually, it. Actually, <laughs> I, I think though that there's like a seed of a good solution in there. Like food court. Well, yeah, something like that. No, but, like, but, okay, but, but if they didn't discuss it, I feel like it's more passive aggressive. Right, totally, totally. Yes, right. But like more metaphorically as like a food court, maybe it's like, oh, we're going to go in this general area and we'll all go like get food to go and then we will like, like go to a park. Or, yeah, exactly. My goodness, okay, my ESFJ friend always does that. We were kind of I disagreeing and he's like, we'll go to this area, get your food, we'll meet here. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I do wow, love that. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's like help. perfect. Yeah, my my friend takes a little bit further because she likes to do f- seat arrangements. Now that can be a little. Di- di- it would ruffle some feathers. <laughs> no, 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 it will ruffle some feathers if it, wait, I know. No, but wait. I have an explanation. She has a TI reason why she does this. Okay, wait, what? What's it's actually her rooted ESFJ? in her. ESFJ. She's, she's an ESFJ. She she has masculine SI, but it's rooted. <laughs> here's the thing. Hold on. It's rooted in the productivity of the people involved in the group. The most, the maximum way of keeping conversation going. Yeah, she but, has known okay, the up, formula up. to the T. So up, even yeah. if you argue, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up, hold up. <laughs> okay, yes, but think of how presumptive that is for the FE Dom to see that is. they no, know no, it is <laughs> out of everyone when it's actually they want to make sure their FE and SI are comfortable. But it's about them, even though they think it's about everyone. So okay, wait, okay, wait. back to unhealthy ENFJ guy that I kind of dated. He would always assume that I am feeling it searching me. He's like, why are you so sad? I'm like, I'm not sad, you know? <laughs> like, why are you so upset? I was like, it was like mild gaslighting situation, but I was like, what? Yeah. I'm not. But like that I find can come out with, again, unhealthy, SD, not 
all FE, obviously. But unhealthy FE can be very, like, presumptive. And I'm not saying your ESFJ friend is unhealthy FE, but that, that's an interesting example that you showed or you shared. Yeah, I, I think it's a pretty good... I mean, I have masculine SI, too, so you can get how hilarious that is. One of my biggest arguments <laughs> was, like, the washing hands situation. I, like, threw down because I was like, I already did. It's just like, I didn't see it. <laughs> we were like, oh, you want to wash it? Really? We'll get a hose right now, girl. <laughs> like, she, like, like, oh, wait, she, like, made you wash your hands again because she didn't see you wash your hands. And that is where our collaboration with Hillary and Jeffrey part one is going to end. Um, we recorded um, for a while, actually. So the next episode, episode 21, will feature Hillary and Jeffrey again with our part two of our collaboration with them. If you want to figure out what happens with the ESFJ and et cetera, and want to see our NE and everything just bouncing off of each other and everything, then come back for the next one. And we will see you on Thursday. Bye.